Bienvenido. Welcome to A Taste of Awe. And this is my first solo expedition into the world of podcasting about this pilgrimage we call life. Today we will hear about how my Camino journey all started in an apartment in Coronella to the moment that I realised life was not simply black and white as I'd always thought and I embraced the grey and to my utter delight and surprise, colour gushed out of the grey. We avoid tangents on this episode to the best of my ability. So some things may feel a little unfinished, but don't worry, I'll cover them in a later stage as I'm a firm believer in taking the side road to see what's down there, often discovering that that is the path I was meant to be on. I was reading the Bible, an ancient book of wisdom. I was reading it even though it was a struggle because it was just what you did because you would be a better Christian if you read it regularly. Some people would even doubt your faith if you didn't read it religiously every day. But I had numbed myself to its inconsistencies so much that I had also numbed myself to the life within it. However, on this particular day, something stood out to me, and so began a pilgrimage into uncertainty. It seriously changed my outlook. It was incredible. I just, the wonder, and I could sit down and watch a sunrise. There is something about a sunrise that is so joyful, and it just says, I love you. When I was younger, I just did not understand the Psalms. But as I get older and I live life and I have more experiences, there's so much in them. I've realized that the Psalms are really about messed up people dealing with their messed up lives and coming to grips with how to deal with all the rubbish and the struggles that they're going through that they are not perfect people by any stretch and that these people get it wrong and they make mistakes. They ask God to do the wrong thing because they're human beings. And the more I read them later on in life, the more I got it. It's like, wow, I'm not the only person who feels like this. So I was reading Psalms 119 from uh, the, the Christian Bible, or one of them. The Living Bible was what the one I was reading at the time. These couple of verses, just I, they just made me weep. It was like I'd been reading this Bible and this text that had had very little meaning for a long time. And suddenly these words that said, Bless me with life so that I can continue to obey you. Open my eyes to see wonderful things in your word. I am but a pilgrim here on this earth. Oh, how I need a map. Your commands are my chart and my guide. I long for your instructions more than I can tell. That just gripped my heart. And I just, I made that my prayer for, I would say it was nearly 10 years. I prayed that every day. I, well, I probably can't say every day. There are probably some days that I missed. And over that time, I began to think about what it was saying. It's like, what are these wonderful things? 
what is your word? What is your word, God? And I started to realize that the psalmist, the person who wrote this psalm, was not talking about the Bible as we'd say it, talk it, because it was a long time ago. So he was not talking about the New Testament or a lot of other things that we now call the Bible. So what was he talking about? Maybe he was just looking at the planet, looking at the world, and he saw wonder. And this is where my journey of wonder began. And it was like, that that was the real focus of this prayer was open my eyes to see wonderful things in your word. And that changed from the text that had been sitting in front of me to what I believe that, I think it's the Franciscans, as I heard through Richard Rohr, that the first act of divine revelation is creation itself. And that the first Bible is the Bible of nature. God wrote his love in this planet and we can see it everywhere. And so I started to look for God not just in this text that I had I had now stopped reading, really, because it was, like I said, I, I'd numbed myself to it because there was too many contradictions that I couldn't reconcile. So I, I had numbed myself, and so it was boring. There was no life in it at that time. But since changed, so I was, I was seeing for the first time God in nature. And as the Franciscan said, I believe that the first act of divine revelation is creation itself and that the first Bible that was ever written is nature. It seriously changed my outlook. It was incredible. I just, the wonder and I could sit down and watch a sunrise or a sunset. At that time, I was working at the post office and so I was walking to work or riding to work very early and I often saw the sun coming up and there is something about a sunrise that is so joyful and it just says I love you it's it's like the wisps of cloud and the rays of sun stretching out and reaching their arms around and embracing you and say I've made today and I've made it for you do the best you can and that is all I care about So long as you do your best, that's all I care about. That spoke to me so much louder than the text that I had been reading and had had for such a long time. So that's where my journey of wonder began. Then it was several years later that my wife and I were on our wedding anniversary, 20 years married. And we were staying in a friend's house in Cronulla and we watched a movie called The Way uh, with Martin Sheen, written by Emilio Estevez. If you haven't seen it, it is just a delightful movie. It's just great. It relies on a good script and good acting. What they did with a couple of cameras and lights uh, is just amazing and on their low budget. The film is a refreshing change from a lot of the CG stuff that we get these days. So we watched that and I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the movie. We watched it one night and then we watched the commentaries the next night and all the talks and really, really enjoyed it. But it probably wasn't until a couple of years later I was in the shower and as I said on the one where Kerry was talking, I'd been the primary caregiver to our son for a long time 
uh, yes, uh, probably our gender roles had been reversed in our family. Uh, my wife had been the primary breadwinner. She was bringing home the bacon and I was looking after our son. It just worked for us. It worked so much better than the way that we were told it was supposed to happen, which was me going out and earning the money and, and her staying at home looking after our son. I just remember being at work one day I was in real estate and thinking, wow, it's getting late. My son is going to bed. I'll get home and I won't have seen him today. And all I'm doing is I'm sitting here calling people who don't like me, don't trust me a lot of the time. Well, I suppose that's not quite true. A lot of people, you know, dealt with me because they trusted me. Uh, and that was good. That was refreshing. But yeah, a lot, of, a lot of people don't trust real estate agents. But just thought, unless I put m so much more effort in that I'm not even going to see my son, I'm not going to see my family, I'm not even going to be mediocre at this. So I came home and I said to my wife, hey, Kerry, would you like to take your coaching business full time? And I'll look after our son. And she went, yes. And it just worked. I wanted to be home with my son so did Kerry, uh, but she wanted to start a business as well. So it worked for us. Uh, it may not work for everyone. It was getting to like a couple of years until he was going to be leaving school and more than likely he was going to move away. And then I'm like, what am I going to do? I mean, I was working at the post office at this time. So still, you know, I had a job and I was working and I really enjoyed that job. I loved riding around and delivering mail and and chatting with people it's probably one of the best jobs you could have but I'm like what do I don't want to do this the rest of my life I want to do something else what is it I want to do and at that moment I knew that I had to go to Spain and I had to walk the Camino I don't know that I will find my answer there but I think I'm going to find what I need or I'm going to lose what I don't I'm going to drop off what I don't need. Uh, and again, this I may be speaking in hindsight here. But anyway, I, I knew I had to do it. I was in the shower and I just started weeping. And I'm like, I have to do this. And I got out and told Kerry that I had to. There's one more thing I need to talk about. And that is that I'd taken my son to a camp, uh, Ethan. My plan was to drive him there and then take my time driving home and not rush it, but just drive home. The only thing, the only thing I had planned was that I had to see the sunrise over the ocean because I live in the country. I don't see that often. So I wanted to see the sunrise over the ocean. I dropped him off and I'm driving down this back road with this beautiful canopy of trees over the road. I love trees. They just are one of my favorite things in the world. I look at the tree and I see God in the tree. It's like God has created this thing. He's put himself, herself into it as he does with people, the human race. So I'm driving down this road and it had been something that God was speaking to me about over probably the uh, some time I'd been riding around every day and God was basically talking to me about trusting. And I'm driving down this road and I just went, you know what, God, I've had enough. I don't trust you. I do 
not trust you. I've had so many experiences in my life that I, where I feel like you have not come through, where you have not listened, where you have fulfilled your end of the bargain or, or however you would say it. I don't trust you anymore. But I tell you what, from this point on, I'm going to put everything I believe about you on the table. Everything is up for grabs. I'm lying it all out. Everything I believed, everything I've been told, it's all on the table. And I'm going to trust you. If stuff comes up, I'm going to do it. If stuff comes, like things that I would never have done before, like meditating and things like that, because, you know, I was told when I was young that if I meditated, uh, that was Eastern religion and I would get possessed by demons. You know, you, you can't do that. So I'm like, that sort of thing. Like, okay, if that comes up, I'm just going to trust that you are bigger than that. And if that is what's going to happen, you will let me know, you will stop me, or you will protect me because, well, if you're God, you're bigger than all that. And I'm not going to be scared of that anymore. That is a whole other story, a podcast all on its own. I'd put everything on the table, everything I thought was right, everything I thought was wrong. It's all on the table and it's all open for discussion. And I'm going to trust that you, being God, will... Help me out here and we will work, work this out together. And literally, literally, colour came back into the trees. The, the leaves got greener. The sky got bluer. The, the clouds got whiter. The, the, the tar on the road got blacker. It was incredible. It was, it was like... The numbing that I talked about earlier just fell away and everything looked brighter. It was incredible. It's, it's, it's hard to put it into words. I'm not going to try anymore. Suffice to say, I embraced the grey and when I embraced it and squeezed it, all the colour flowed out. It, was, it just was this rainbow of colour. And since that, uh, William Matthews has released a, a song, which I'll leave a note, a link to in the show notes here, called In the Grey, and I just love that song. It was like he was in the car with me at that time. I told him my story and he wrote the song. So not long after that, you know, I, I started meditating and that has changed my life and my families. We organised a time, we booked it in, we planned to go to Europe and I walked the Camino. And in the next episode, I'll basically I'll, we'll discuss just before I went and on the way. I'm really glad that you could join me for today. Grateful that you're here and listening. And I really hope that uh, it speaks to you and blue skies.